Good goddamn. Look at him go. Look at him Ooh. go. What a fucking hero. So I yeah. drank your fucking water, Chris. Thank you. That was, man, that was Ooh. a Spartan-like effort. <laughs> I really appreciated it. It, it. it took some grit, buddy, but I did it. <laughs> you you drank water. Fantastic. Yeah. <sighs> now so, that I've done that, I'll never have to do it again. I've experienced it. <laughs> I've I've taken in water. Tomorrow I'm gonna feel good for the first time in 20 years, and I'm still not gonna drink. Water. Or you're gonna grow like weird spores. My hair's you've gonna been come back because you've been taken over by a fungus years ago. It's just been deprived of like water to grow. <laughs> Shit, that'd be rad. That would be rad as fuck. So you and I, uh, banter time. We oh, hey banter. Hey, right back so, at you, buddy. So we took a nice little uh, uh, a company company field trip this week. Oh yes, week. we did. Man, mm. good time. What a day! I uh, I personally I got uh, Wesley Snipes' Boiling Point, Bad Boys Two, mm-hmm. and thanks to James, I got the special edition of Predator. Because you know you can't not just... the regular DVD like some fucking simpleton. Like, we, we review movies. Get the one with extra shit. Exactly. Yeah. Then then we ate some Long John Silvers. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> it was the best. Um, we we saw a, a brother with a fez. Yes, we did. And then that guy that looked like an alien with the the yep the do rag and the goggles. Yeah, it looked like he had a scarf and goggles, like the goddamn Red Baron. I was I just was, just hmm. riding a bike down a uh, a five lane. A uh, mini highway, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Where everything in the world is on it. If there is a strip mall outlet, it is on that street. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was quite a day. That it was. And guess what happened? Is two days later, I found out that they had buy three, get six free. Oh, man. So I uh, brought the entire family out, and we got a stack of movies about a foot and a half high. Hell yeah, dude. And they're all horrible, shitty movies, and I'm going to love every moment of it. Man. You bought Latin Dragon. Have you watched that yet? I am got it earmarked for tonight. <laughs> Gary so, Busey and Lorenzo motherfucking llamas. What? It sure is. <laughs> it is. Oh, Undercover uh, cop. East LA. Come on. It's got my name all the fuck over it. You say Fuck you for ever giving me shit about my taste in movies when you go out and you're like bragging it up to the store clerk about how you found Latin Dragon. I was excited as shit. I have never seen anyone less interested in having a conversation in my life. I know, and I go there every week and harass that poor fucker. (laughs) It's the best. He sees me coming, and I'm sure he cringes a little bit every fucking time. I bet like they're always telling their manager about like the shifts when you come Mm -hmm. in. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm that guy. Oh, all right. We uh, are we are we, are we ready to the thing? Yes, I feel very. Bad hey, everybody! Welcome to Horror Mama, where we talk about horror movies, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Oh, my my name is Chris Faff, and I'm one of your hosts. Hi, I'm James Marino, and I'm another one of your hosts. Uh, B plus uh, effort at best. Hey, look, trying to match that fucking energy, dude. I whoa. 
and welcoming our very special guest. Of, and our other guest is... Oh, man. Kayla Perkins. Um, yeah. I cannot match that intensity at all today. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kayla. What are you doing? Being a very tiny voice. Oh, okay. Um, uh, this this week we're talking about some moons. Oh. All some moons? A couple two tree moons? Uh, a few moons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how uh, how many moons? All oh, the moons. All the moons. Oh. <laughs> we did a bit. Indeed, we did. <laughs> we did a moon bit. Mm. And it, yeah, uh, all the moons. Uh, twenty twenty. I believe it was released in twenty twenty in Europe. Maybe twenty twenty one in America. I don't know. I didn't look it up. We were kind of shotgun recording. It's Indeed, today. we are. But uh, yeah, it's a a, a Basque film. Yes, James. <laughs> you're our, you're our resident Latin culture historian. Exactly. And traditionally, if we talk about Central America, we talk about Mexico, we talk about Spain. I'm there. You know what I know about Portugal? Nothing. Ooh. Do I know about Basque country? Zippo. You know what I know <laughs> about any of that? Uh-uh. I know a few things. I know that the Basques were pretty oppressed by the Catholic Church and the Spanish, so still having problems with that. That's a the giant fruit bowl of my knowledge on this moon. All right. So, uh... Uh... I can ask the official question? I am... Mm. Uh, oh, and a burp, apparently. <laughs> Gross. Mm. Um, Burpy well, goodness. Well, I, I guess we'll start with the, the guest, Kayla. Yes. How did you like all of the moons? All the moons, not all of them. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I like. I feel the yeah, the whole let me die thing that mm. we'll get into later. But mm, I love vampires. I absolutely do. But I would hate to live forever. Mm. Um, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I like this one. James, I want to marry this movie. I love this movie. Man, what a. F- what a fucking weird response. <laughs> why, 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 why you got to do that? Hey, the last one I wanted to swing in on a rope on, so I can, I can want to marry this one. Oh, man. I just wanted to have crazy sex with the last movie. I want to marry this Good one. Good God, man. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to plow it like a field in June. Yeah, I said I want to swing in on a rope. When do you plow fields? It's Israel. not in June, is it? Probably that not. sounds way late. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's you know some farmer shit. I don't know none of that. So yeah, uh, <laughs> this is a Basque vampire film. Yes, it is. And kinda. Can, well, this is a Basque film. Yes. And they film stuff, and there it's sparse. It is sparse as fuck. But I did not care whatsoever. Again, we'll do it on my neurodivergence table. How long did I stay with this movie? If I had not been ass tired, I would have watched this start to finish. And I don't do that ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I woke up and all I wanted to do was watch this movie. And I was really excited because I figured I got 30 minutes left on this movie. I'll catch 15 minutes on my first break and a half hour on lunch. And then I can review a little bit before I come to the podcast. Right. Fuck no. So I had to wait all day to find out what happened. And it doesn't really matter what happened. It doesn't matter what happened with this movie. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. The, the filming and just everything about it, it just sucked me in. And I did not care. I just, 
experienced whatever was happening. Yeah, I remember after watching this, like I had gotten about 45 minutes in and I was telling you about it. I was like, man, I started watching this movie. It's super duper simple. Mm -hmm. And I think that works to its advantage more than anything else. It's very concise. Mm -hmm. It does exactly what it needs to do. It luxuriates in a few scenes a, a little bit too much, I would say. It's a bit long. Could have cut a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. But it's very concise. It says exactly what it wants to say. It doesn't really pull any punches. Mm -hmm. And it's, like you said, it's fucking gorgeous to look at. And also on that note, we've talked about it before, but... Oh, gosh. Um, Christ, I hate it when I forget what I'm going to say right in the middle of it. On that note... Kayla? Yes? Movie. Movie. Is very good? I, absolutely. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Absolutely. Yeah. The uh, Traditionally, when we watch movies, I feel like they're insulting my intelligence because they have to explain everything and give you all kinds of context, you know, all absolutely. kinds of expo and that. This movie did fuck none. They explained mm -hmm. nothing. They allowed you to go, oh, and it wasn't obvious. We've been hit with clue bats. We've, we remember, the, I forgot the one where we said that really crappy one where they not only sang the song, they showed you the, they showed you the picture and then told you what happened. Oh, repo. Yeah, this is the <laughs> diametric uh. opposite uh -huh. of that because they, they just let the story unfold. Yeah. And we talk yeah. about spares too. There's very little dialogue in this film. Well, yeah, for most of it, like she's like kind of mute. Like, mm -hmm. she just, I don't think she's, like, purpose, or, like, intentionally being mute. More like it. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. I, it was very quiet of a movie for me to have actually paid attention. Yeah. And, which was odd. And I noticed that there wasn't, there was background music, but it wasn't overused. It wasn't. It wasn't noticeable because a lot of times you'll notice one scene, one scene with her as a child with the with the boy. Yeah, mm -hmm. that took forever. Yeah, but I was. It could have taken another twenty minutes, and I wouldn't have given a flying fuck. So I I, I do want to talk about uh, some of the themes in this movie because it's very heavy with. Uh, you could interpret this a, a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. and I would like to uh, kind of get your reactions to that because I have uh, thoughts of my own, but I would like to hear yours first. Uh, wow. any, anyone? Um, let's see. Themes of loss, themes of redemption, themes of uh, change. I mean, if there's like all the basic themes you can say, you can apply to, like say, I only know how to do literary breakdowns. But, you know, like man versus man, those kind of things. All those themes were inherent in this movie mm -hmm. without being writ large. So there is a smorgasbord of stuff to take in this simple movie. Mm -hmm. And this is another one of those movies that we've watched that can be a different movie every time you fucking watch it. It could be an anti-church movie. It could be an anti-government movie. It could be a pro-church movie, depending on how you look at it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. they're, they're just You can take this and, and just put whatever you want into it and make it that much more of a movie, which is, again, why I loved this film. And I think that's why being very simple works to its benefit, because it very much pays attention to only one character. She is in every single sequence. 
of yeah. the film. Yeah. It only focuses on her. There are other people around her, but it stays direct and concise on her story. And it, it very much works to its benefit because then they can build that internal world out mm-hmm. so that it makes sense internally with very few characters very much happening but everything is internalized and it's it's a very emotional film very much so and i think like the focus on her like they pick like the the actress i don't know her name at the moment in my head i want to say that she's one of those people like that had a condition that kept them looking like kids because there's so much there there's so much there the acting is subtle the acting is amazing. She doesn't emote no, much. She doesn't so move much. her face much. However, she manages con- to convey this. And she couldn't have been more than 13, 14. The oh, at, actress. at the very oldest. Yeah, yes. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, that's, that's pushing it. But at the amount of pathos you get from that character, the gravitas, yeah. the actual heaviness of this character. The expression of her emotion while not using words, mm-hmm. like, was extremely, like... She's talented, absolutely. And how she carries her performance from at the beginning when she first turns, she seems generally kind of terrified and scared of the world around her. And eventually, by the end of the movie, she is so dead inside and cold to everything. And you can see it in Mm -hmm. her eyes. Just Mm -hmm. a dead stare after the father figure passes. Yep. Nothing. She's just done with humanity because obviously she's experienced the loss of humanity in, uh, within herself of being a vampire and losing a, right. a, a human being. But on, on top of that, which is different from most vampire origin stories, mm-hmm. is that she was allowed to have humanity for as long as she probably would have lived naturally. So she got to experience something that could have been taken away from her. In a traditional vampire story, if, if she got done, her entire life is over. She can never live normal again. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, because she chose not to feed on humans and only animals, I think that's why she was allowed to go in sunlight. You know, I, yeah. I think that all that was in and she was allowed to have that life. It was like a choice. She had a choice between, they always talk about the dichotomy between angel and demon the entire time in this movie is mentioned like three or four times yeah and that's writ, again writ large with how she's acting the the more she ascends and it tries to maintain a normal life the the less she's bothered by the sunlight the right. less that yeah. these things affect her but when she loses that tether that's when oh jesus it's coming back again she went under you know yeah. And I just love that theme about this movie, too. And that's why I kind of read this as a tale of trauma. Something terrible happens to her when she is young, and through both internal and external forces being choices that she's made and just the way that things have gone, it, you know, she ends up in this cave for 10 years and is finally exposing herself to the sunlight trying to get, I guess, like, get out and live a normal life again, and builds up this thick tolerance and immunity Mm -hmm. to the outside world, to where she can finally go out, and then everything that follows kind of falls into place. See, this is why I love doing this, because, again, we... Uh, we've watched a different movie and I, I really like the, the like I really like that idea too because I was looking at it from the, obviously the way that I just explained it yeah. so that's kind of cool I, that that's why I love because you this. see her like you know putting her hand in the sun and then one day 
like it touches her hand and she doesn't burn. Right, but at that point, I, I was in the unreliable narrator stage because she kept seeing uh, the the mother figure. The I mother guess. figure. Yeah. But the mother figure would never completely commit to being there, so I didn't know if it was dreaming or not dreaming or what was happening or a psychic bond or whatever because you know, I'm trying to make sense of this movie, so my brain's running 1,000 miles an hour. Yeah. But yeah, but I, again, this movie allows that to happen. You can put yeah. anything in this movie and mm-hmm. and see it written again big. Well, I mean, it starts like as I kind of like the beginning where it's like the nuns and all the orphans, which you know she's an orphan and they're all praying and basically get crushed. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, it, it kind of starts out with like a like an emotional scene like that. Wait, another movie that we have that starts I, with child murder. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're developing a theme here, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes you got to crush a little Spanish girl. You Fucking know, like what? Or, or, or a few, yeah. And, and a couple nuns, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah Fuck there you em. Go. No big loss. Nuns. Fuck them. I don't think you can. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, bet me. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to. I yeah. No. We're not committing felonies. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Got it. Anyway, as you were saying. Uh, I think I was done with that thought. After our diatribe about non-fucking, you've decided to bail. Understandable. <laughs> I get it. But uh, one of the other things that I find very interesting about this film is uh, the juxtaposition between the violence in nature and the violence of man. Because everything in nature is defending itself. She gets bit in the face by uh, that weasel when she's trying to crawl on the thing. Forgot about that. Um, Her having to drink animal blood, the scene with the bees. Everything in nature is trying to protect itself. I guess including her, if you consider vampires the beast. Mm -hmm. And all of the uh, conflicts of man just seem kind of silly while there's wars and planes dropping bombs. And there's several images of the violence of man just being kind of futile mm-hmm. and not for anything. And I thought that was very good to uh, have a backdrop uh, with nature versus uh, natural violence and chaos in the world mm-hmm. versus man-made violence and chaos. God damn, I got to watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch the Chris Cut next time. Yeah, no, I didn't do anything. No, no, but now, now I get to think of whole different, a whole different lane. Cause Man, I just got stoned and watched a movie. That's okay, because it, it, it lends itself to lots of thought experiments. So, yay. And check this out. Second time today, I'm going to have some more water. So a moment of silence, which is really good for a podcast. Yeah, we're not doing any of that. But, um... Man, and some of the visuals in this film, this it's so goddamn well made that it's gorgeous to look at. And we were just watching the end of this before we started recording. That scene of her on uh, the cliff with the mm-hmm. mother character just in flames. Mm-hmm. Man, a little girl on the edge of a cliff with a burning pile of shit in front of her. Yep. Whew. It, it was it's absolutely gorgeous. gorgeous. And yes. then the water scenes. Mm. Like, yeah. You know, I, I was, and, and again, the idea that the water brought her back. Yeah. And if you think about La Jarona, it all ties back. Mm-hmm. And well, I bet you. I think it was. I, I think it was more the sire's death than anything, because I mean, if you look back on vampire lore, that tends to be a thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like her, the, yeah, being able to walk in the light and then killing her sire gave her hmm. second chance at life. But did you, did you notice also that um, traditionally if you have a movie with vampires, it's very traditional. It's this, 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 and this. And there was none of that shit in this movie. The only two things that, that well, the three things that stuck out was the garlic soup. Yep. yep. The communion wafer. Yep. And then not bleeding. And, uh, pardon? The not bleeding. Yeah. But um, those, like, those were the only clues to vampirism. Yeah. Can't go out in the sunlight. Can't, and has to have blood. It was not specific. It didn't have to be human blood. They all Renfielded it. But the, they, that was all that they gave you about vampires, that they are a thing. And what I like, too, is that they didn't have that supernatural kind of, they were just a different kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't have like like the the fang thing. They weren't like theatrical about the vampirism. They mm-hmm. like looked still human, and I liked it. Yeah. I and the the only time that we see her even about to, uh, well, except for when she kills and eats the weasel, mm. but later on in the film when she walks in and she sees all the goats, mm. she walks in and is taken over and wants to eat the goats and leaves before she does. That was good. And then all of the goat's milk has gone bad. Mm-hmm. And I took that as she can't eat goats because, you know, in league with the devil. But you had a different theory that I actually kind of think is right. He brought her goat blood. But, like, she was eating the goats. Goats aren't going to produce good milk if they're, like, nutrient deficient because she's slowly drinking them. Among a herd, she could easily do little bits at a time and still, like, Oh, so survive. you're saying they bled one, she bled she one like, too far, too much. Like, she would just, like, I, I'm sorry, feed I'm an Anne like Rice fan, they, hmm. the little drink. Like, you don't have to kill to survive. And I think that was more of, like, her moral thing. Hmm. Like, she wasn't going to kill them, but she had to have had it. It's like, hmm. she had to, su- to survive. So, like, interesting. that's just... bad milk. See, wow. Yeah. That's another movie I got to watch, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Making me think and shit. And since we got off the track of uh, it just being visually fantastic, man, oh. that cave <gasps> that she is in With for the, 10 years. All the little moons, the partial moons, moons within moons, and every single... And with the symbolism of the blood. Yeah. The blood for the, the, blood for the moons, because that was the radiation from the full moons mm-hmm. monthly. Again, they're making another statement. Yep. Yep. She was never able to, but now she has a monthly cycle. Well, and she's counting all the moons because she mm-hmm. wants. She doesn't want all the moons. She wants sunlight again. Yep. So, like, yeah, counting down until she finds sun again. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I didn't even think of that. Damn. Yeah, her mother, like, she says something about what it being a beautiful night and looking at the moon. And the mother character says, you'll see many moons like this. In fact, you will see all the moons. Mm-hmm. And just, oh, because all the moons is a very, like, awkward sounding title. Even for it being a foreign film, mm-hmm. you'd think that they would translate it a little better until you hear that. And it, it immediately clicked. And, oh, oh, yeah. oh, vampires. Got it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I love the fact that I, I do this on purpose, unless it's a movie I've, everybody knows. I purposefully don't know anything about it. I didn't even know it was about vampires. Yeah, neither did I when I watched it. I just saw Bosk and went, ooh, that's interesting. I got to watch whatever the fuck this is. And again, the the way they filmed it, the the film choice, the 
the frame, everything just hit pretty. It was like, I remember I went to like, I think a Monet exhibit when I was like 14. Mm -hmm. I didn't give a fuck about lily pads or none of that. I just going because I had to go. And I just walked in and I was mesmerized just by looking at this. It, you know, it's like impressionist. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it, it, again, this it allowed you to put in what you wanted to. And I was transfixed, much like I was transfixed by this movie. Just, again, we talked about the visuals. They suck you in. This is, again, why mm -hmm. I could sit and watch this movie if they were just eating dinner and talking about, I don't know, the Basque Football League. I wouldn't care. I would sit there and watch every fucking minute of it because you know as they put the food on the plate, you're going to see. You know, the light's going to shine perfectly off of it. I mean, every single frame of this movie is pretty. You could take it up and make a picture out of it. It's gorgeous. We were, like, when we were watching it, there was that scene where the... Like the mother visit it was like a shot underneath the bed where you could see like yes her, like just the blanket like the way it was draped on screen was just or amazing when like it pulled cool. up yes like, that's what I was saying because uh, you and I were talking about it Kayla and literally all that all that is in that scene it's a shot from under a bed right there's effectively. Two blankets, if you want to call that robe, mm -hmm. or, or one blanket and a robe, because it's a from yep. under the bed. There's a blanket hanging over, two walls, two bed legs, and just this uh, thing draped on the floor. Right. And the just just the way it's lit, just the way it's presented, is fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. All they had to do is just kind of have somebody up on a ladder holding this thing up, yep. and then at the end of the scene, just go whoop and lift it up. That's yeah. all they did. And it was visually arresting. You could not not see that. It's effective yes. filmmaking. That, mm. That's knowing how to place a camera in the most effective and cheap. Uh, if, I mean, yeah. this movie couldn't have cost that goddamn much. There weren't a whole lot of sets. I mean, and I'm going to guess in the Basque countryside, since it's been there forever, it's real easy to find sets like they had. Yep. They probably didn't even have to pay much. Yeah. All they did was they put a fucking dress on a floor and then lifted it up. And it was one of the most incredible scenes of this film. And it makes me wonder, too. We talk about a lot. We were talking about a lot of the social programs out there right now. Maybe this film was funded, helped been, you know, funded by, which is why they could get that much up there. Because it, 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 that film looks like it cost a million dollars. And uh, to be fair, it must have been a pain in the ass because, like, your main star is a child, mm -hmm. a literal child, yep. mm -hmm. which means that there are, I don't know the exact laws there, but it can't be easy mm -mm. to shoot an entire film of this nature anyway, especially a lot of it's at night. It's a vampire and film. Like the underwater scenes too. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of wonder if there's like a, a guy in back with like a oxygen tank waiting for her between takes. Well, I don't think you, like, I don't even think you could you, do that to a kid. I, I, nope. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did... Here? Um, I, yeah, well, we're not in Eastern Europe either, because if it was, if we, if this was filmed in, like, Czechoslovakia, I'd be like, oh, they fucked that kid up. Oh, I think it was made in the Bosque region. I'm, I'm saying, I don't know the rules out there. Yeah, I, I, I know either. they're real loose in Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah. They don't care. You want to kill some more wolves? Go ahead. Give them the old Steven Seagal special. That's right. <laughs> Shoot it in Romania, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what? No rules. <laughs> Ooh, Wild West. All the ass play you can handle. Oh, Jesus. But, uh, 
No, I, again, I just I find this film so goddamn interesting because it, it does. It creeps right along, but it keeps me captivated. All the stuff with uh, the priest, who I can't figure out if he was a, a, a lecherous old man or not. And again, it's hard to tell because, again, nothing is overt. You know what I mean? There are hints, hints, hints. And I, I think they're allowing you to read what you want into that. Yeah, and it was almost like a, a strange... Uh, how do I want to say opposite of jab at the church because he never goes, I guess after the little girl, really, she comes to him and says, can you fix a demon? Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think either like he was like a really like open and could see the good in her and that she was trying really hard to not be like a monster Either that or it's just horrifyingly unrealistic. No, no, because I I thought in my head, because again, we talked about the angels and demons as a theme, right? Mm -hmm. In my head, it's like, well, either you're going to find out you're going to angel or guess what? Guess what the church is known for doing? Demonizing women that act differently. Yeah, but on top of that, if they think you really got a demon in you (laughs) or, or, you know, you might just be mentally ill. But if they think you got a real demon in you. It's not going to be fucking pleasant. <laughs> They're going to be doing some shit to you. Exorcisms so, are not fun. <laughs> what I'm saying, so in, in my head, it's like the, that church in and of itself as an organ is not in this kid's best interest. Vampire or not vampire. Not in anybody's best interest but the church. And that's what I saw in all of that. Because notice that he didn't take an interest until he was forced to take an interest. That everybody in town kind of talked about it. He, hey, Farmer Joe found a found a strange kid. Yeah, you know they, they say he captured a girl. Yeah, yes. and, and whatever that entailed. So you know, the oh, it town. entailed her getting caught in a fucking wolf trap. Right, but I'm just saying to the people in town, it's just like he captured a girl. But what does that entail? Did he capture a girl for nefarious or good purposes? And it took a minute for them to tell you that he'd lost his daughter. Yeah, and it was a it was a father you know a father daughter thing. Yeah. But up until then, you didn't know that. I think and the I priest came in and said, I, I hear a miracle happened, though. Right, when but he yeah, first and because, got to her and because the little boy mother. tells her that his mother says that she's an angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it turns out that she is a demon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was the one that was kind of cool. You know, you talked about the scene of a little boy. In my head, I was like, oh, well, this is going to be the person. She's going to stop him at this age because I thought he was going to get stung by the bees have an allergic reaction, she was going to have her companion. And I right. thought the rest of the movie was going to be about that. And I it did. wasn't. No. And I loved that. I Yeah, I, I was like, please don't <clears throat> let this be the stereotypical, like, a child vampire turns another child vampire. And, like, and I was very pleasantly surprised as well. <laughs> like, well, it wasn't stereotypical to me because no. I've I've seen two, three vampire movies on purpose. Yeah. Right, but man, I want to talk about that bee shot for a second, though. Ooh. That was... Man, that little girl standing in a gigantic swarm of bees, again, exemplifying the uh, chaos of nature versus man-made chaos. You want to take that one step further? Can you imagine being the cameraman on that motherfucker? Oh, those oh. are CGI bees, James. Okay, I... They, they could... I don't think anywhere in the world is going to let you just swarm a little girl with bees. I don't know. <laughs> I, you do understand I watched it on my phone. Yeah, fair. Oh, fair. So they, they, they could have been, I don't know, they could have been, they could have been like cartoon birds for all I fucking knew. <laughs> I said, oh, bees, okay, they're buzzing. Mm-hmm. They're tiny. 
<laughs> just turns into Dumbo, some weird animated feature. <laughs> that would blow my fucking mind. That would be beautiful. And I wouldn't care. I would no, not care. No, I'd let it slide, too. This is absolutely not part of this movie. And if remember when I first started this, if we were to watch this like one of our first couple movies, this movie would have aggressively not been for me. No, you'd have yelled at me for like a week. Yeah, I'd have been like, fuck you for making me watch this, Chris, because that was exactly what I said like the first eight podcasts. But no, I've come to appreciate and to, to be able to take my time and, and really be in the movie, really kind of discern, really just... Mm. Yeah, this is a, a, a film that very much rewards active viewing. Mm -hmm. if, if you're kind of dicking around, like, you can follow it well enough, but to really get the intricacies of, like, why this is kind of so important, mm -hmm. it, you gotta, you got to pay attention. Watch your fucking movies, people. Put your fucking phones down. That was kind of my problem. The, I, I tried watching it one one night and my kid kept waking up oh, and then Jesus. I'd sit down on my phone and I'd be like, should I miss that whole scene? And I like rewinded one part like five times and I'm like, this is not working tonight. Mm -hmm. And, and then the next, I tried it at, like the next night and I watched it all the way through in one sitting. Like, I did didn't it even grab you up. too? Yeah. 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 Mm. So, I, uh, I do want to uh, talk about how coolly that priest handle, handled her just cutting her arm wide fucking open. Though. And then not bleeding. Yeah, yeah. and not bleeding. He just kinda... and, and saying to him, can you fix a demon? Yeah. Now, James, yeah. I want you to imagine you woke up this morning. Okay, I'm imagining I woke up this morning. You, you went to work. You happened to be a priest in mm -hmm. 1890 in some small Bosque countryside village. Yeah. You go about your day. Yeah. Later that evening, little girl strolls in, mm -hmm. takes a knife, just cuts her arm wide open, doesn't bleed, and says to you, can you fix a demon? Well, much like the world's shortest horror movie, I'd have been the fuck out. <laughs> I, dude, you, would, you would have seen a puff of smoke in my narrow Mexican ass running the fuck out. Wow. That would be the craziest goddamn thing you ever saw in your life. It wouldn't, and I would be the fuck gone. I'd be like calling the... I'd be talking to people. I'd be talking to the local here, dude. I don't know what the fuck. This kid not bleeding. Go fix that. I don't want to have nothing to do with it. I'll be up in my I'll be up in my rectory with ten crosses and some garlic. Leave me the fuck alone. Running also, through the streets, fair, screaming. Yeah. That's also only the second time that he's heard her speak, and the other time was or was like bring me blood or something. Yeah. yeah. And so like, she's been mute. Most of the time, pretty much all of it. But and it was mute then, by choice. can you fix a demon? Mm -hmm. Like, mm, yeah. And he was kind of an old priest. I mean, realistically, he probably would have had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, I really like the the first time that we're introduced to him. He walks up into the attic where she is, and he's basically like looking at her features mm -hmm. because she's affected her teeth. Yeah, to see if she like essentially like looking at her like stock. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if it was an orphan that he found, I'm sure they're selling orphans to work farms. Yep. And not only well, they, that, but orphan, orphanages. He send her to a nice house to be a servant. Like, he, that was like, uh, send her to a, what was it? Not, it was an asylum. What was the word he used? I don't know. I don't remember. But Or, or a nice family to be a, a servant. Like, because she's probably dumb and simple. And, like, she gave mm. that little look of 
fuck you, buddy. Mm. Um, and that was my favorite. I love that look of defiance. Because, I mean, at uh, that point, she's what, she, a 37-year-old woman stuck in a, we'll say conservatively, 12-year-old body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I love her reactions throughout this film as it goes on and on and on. And when uh, her and the father figure finally leave the town, he says, "We'll be finally, we'll be together forever." Mm-hmm. And she says, under her breath, "Just forever is too long." Mm-hmm. Like you can that tell that she, yeah, it fucking destroyed me the first time I saw it. Like, oh god damn, this movie fucking made me cry three times. Uh huh. I don't fucking cry in my own house in front of my kids. I'm not a crying person. I'm fucking sitting here for what the last. We were watching the last 20 minutes, and I'm crying. I'm like, I got something in my eye. It's okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this fucking movie. I, I'm not, I don't like, one of the reasons why I don't watch a lot of shit is I don't like to emote. Because, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm watching this, and fucking made me cry three times, and I'll, I'd do it again. And I'll probably cry at different points in it, because there's so much pathos there. There's so many different heartbreaking little scenes that it, you can gloss over because you're paying attention to the other stuff. But if you really dig into this motherfucker, I guarantee you, <laughs> there's and, more crying to happen. And like Kayla and I were talking, the, after the first time I think we watched it, we sat and talked about it for what, 45 minutes yeah. or so? Uh, like, what does this girl do now? Because uh, effectively what happens, since we didn't explain shit, is she finds the mother figure that turned her and brings her out into the sunlight. She catches fire. Uh was her name Amelia or something like that? Our little girl, our main character, Amaya. Amaya, yeah, uh, falls off the cliff into the water. She bleeds, and effectively, she's now human again. And says, "You know, I feel cold." Mm-hmm. It's been the first time in a, what thirty, fifty, whatever years. Yeah, however the yeah. fuck many years. Yeah, and Kayla and I were talking about like, what kind of life is she gonna live? Like yet yeah, now she intelligence of an adult, but still like now like alive again in a child's on body. Top of that, being a woman in a war torn Basque country in the thirties, where every person that was in power in that area was a dictator. That is prime time between nineteen twenty eight and like nineteen sixty something. Was prime time for dictators out there. So you know that there, nothing good is going to happen, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's a bleak motherfucker for this kid. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to happen because even with that knowledge, even with that, you know, even with those 40 years of knowing things, got to figure 10 years she was sheltered, 30 years she was, you know, 10 years in an orphanage, 10 years in the cave, 30 years in the country. She hasn't been out, so yes, she is 37, but she doesn't have... Well, and that also, broad, broad like, I'm sure, like, in the cave, like, as a vampire, like, you're you're not exactly, like, you're kind of impervious to being killed by the elements. I mean, at yeah. least a little bit. Like, I'm sure she could, serve, like, she doesn't feel cold. Like, mm. so there's that, too. Like, she has to deal with the needs of a human body again and being oh, yeah, a little after. girl where she probably was barely <coughs> used to that and now dealing with all that over again. And now she's 40 and has to go through puberty? 
Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Being fully self-emotionally self-aware while going through puberty. (coughs) Oh, my God. Fuck a bunch of all that. And that's what I'm saying, too, is that I find it an interesting comment on the violence of man because this movie starts during a war. It ends during the beginning of the Spanish Civil War. Mm -hmm. And now she's human in the middle of a war zone, and she has seen this cycle before, and she knows what's going to happen. And not only that, but guess what happens about four or five years after that? WW2. Yeah. yeah. And then the Korean conflict and straight into Vietnam. Woohoo! Yeah, but I mean, like, mainly for that area, just Franco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Franco for like, what, 40 years? And him and the Catholic Church did so much good for that area. I know, they're oh. great. Great people. <laughs> Wonderful people. Great yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. Can't say enough good things about the Catholic Church. Occasionally they could be scallywags, but what are you going to do? Yeah, may they all hang from very short ropes. Absolutely. All right. Um, does anybody have anything else to say about this fine, fine... Fi- oh, we didn't even talk about, um, again, the cycle of violence where she finds the little boy that she had befriended during the war scene. Mm-hmm. And she finds him shot and dying in a thing and effectively kills him. She <coughs> knows twice... This is the second time that she has been aware that she has the ability to give somebody that she either loves or has loved... <coughs> Immortality. Well, that's and she chooses not to because she knows the fucking the 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 downside. Yeah. Well, like when the her sire mother changes her, like she's like, uh, you can pick one person to bring with you into forever. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, she chooses not to pick like and just let him die. And (coughs) and is that her moral thing or is that her being like? picky maybe or like or just like loving those two people enough not to change them and bring them into her or being pragmatic can you imagine you brought somebody into this you figure you're gonna spend yeah hang out and whatever and they turn out to be raging fucking douchebags and you're fucking locked hip deep with them for the next three thousand years fuck a bunch all that have you read Anne rice sir (laughs) Not on purpose, no. I may have accidentally perused a paragraph wondering what the fuck this was, but as soon as I realized, I averted my eyes. There's a lot of asshole vampires in that series. All right, but but I'm just saying. Now, now what is the ratio of vampire assholes? Is there is there a lot of vampire ass play is what I'm saying? Well, I was going to say, it's pretty much a one-to-one deal. There's some pretty dirty shit in there, but... That's what I'm talking about is the butt. Yeah. I don't know, but there is a scene in How can you conquer the booty if you don't attack from the back? To the rear, Marge. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) I am quoting some parliament, Uh, like you do. Man, I've never been happier. Never been happier. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. Yeah, uh, there is a scene in one of her books where a hermaphrodite vampire... um, change like sires a like another guy with like his dick and makes him like defensively bite down on it and Ow. makes him in that's how it the blood exchange happens <coughs> mm-hmm it's this is i'm why telling you there is some I've gold in that accidentally books. read <laughs> um, hand raised i mean she has she wrote, wrote erotica too and man that woman was dirty I mean, if you're writing uh, vampire dick blood novels, I, 
I don't want to be in, but I'm kind of in. Yeah, kind of like a, a car accident. You don't want to look, but your eyes. <laughs> that actually happens to be one there. of my favorite of the series. It's like, it's like watching. Because of course it is. It's like watching Cronenberg. You're like, all right, here I fucking go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Video drum, ready? Oh god um, damn it! Here comes some shit that I really don't need to see. I will never unsee this, but I'm gonna have to. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I tried to do a Cronenberg marathon. I watched The Brood the other night, and oh. after getting through one Cronenberg movie, I was like, that's enough. The Brood's rough. Yeah. it's the, a, I liked it. No, but, I didn't say it's a bad movie. It's just fucking rough watch, because everything, I, every every time I watch it, the themes in that movie fuck with me for a while. Yeah. It's it's super-duper Cronenberg, and you can oh, only yeah. take in one of those in a sitting. Otherwise, yeah, just, man, I need to go outside. I need to, like, watch Puppies or something for a minute, like... Something to cheer me up, because God damn it, David Cronenberg. Mm. Oh, did you see uh, he's got a new one coming out? The Crimes of the Future? No. Guess who's in it? Who? Kristen Stewart. Ooh. Hell yeah, dude. Again, until we until I saw Personal Shop Ride and fucking had written her off. Yeah. Like, bitch can't act, what the fuck? Yeah, you scowl over there. Scowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She acted her ass off. I was fucking surprised because everything you hear about She's been acting for a lot of years and finally pulled a decent movie out of her ass. I'm sorry. That's Oops. all right. Mm. <laughs> Man, I, I don't feel comfortable just sitting here and letting the Kristen Stewart bashing happen. I, I feel sorry. I feel that like I mean. I feel I, like I need to defend Kristen Stewart's honor. I'm an asshole. I, guess. I don't know why. Yeah. Mm. I, I have literally nothing to gain from it. I like I, I like the one movie that mm-hmm. we talked about. So one of the two I've seen. Yeah, she but, was good in one. I've seen two movies. She was really good in one. So I'm like, I'm gonna give her a chance. And then really bad in the other one. Nah, just there. <laughs> she, she she was present. Yeah. If she was just there, I mean, I I don't think she did a very good job. Well, or maybe they didn't give her a lot to work with. Who knows? That's fair. I don't know. I'm, why am I fucking defending Kristen Stewart? I give a fuck. Yeah, I, I like how I just kind of shirked off responsibility in the middle of that and just, just let you go for it. Yeah, let me let me do a little heavy lifting here. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. let me load that cannon for you and just walk right away. <laughs> you got a light shirt. Yeah, Psst, boom. It's like setting traps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man. I'm trying not to catch kids. Yeah, in my yeah if, if you fall in it, not my problem. I knew it was there. <laughs> just bring up Kristen Stewart and back away. That's right. All right, God damn it! Does anybody else have anything to say about uh, all the moons? I'm gonna watch all the moons again. Man, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like suggest it at next girls' night. Ooh. Oh man, that this is a good wine movie. It Ooh. really is, and that's why. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't be a good drunk movie because it's not not a lot happens. It's pretty slow. No. Uh, that would be more of a fall asleep if I was drunk. Oh, uh-huh. It's a smoky movie for sure, Ooh. too. And oh, yeah. 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 It's just gorgeous to stare at. Again, I do think it could be a little shorter. I think they luxuriated in a few of the artistic shots a bit much. <coughs> but, I mean, no, I whatever. Was, I was still on that, that uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Give me more. I don't give a fuck. If stupid, <laughs> not stupid. I don't care. I want more. I did not want this movie to end. I wanted to, I, I wanted to film like their drive home. I didn't give a fuck. I wanted yeah. to see more of the way they filmed it. Because, mm-hmm. again, I don't know shit about any of the technical aspects of film. But however they lit it or whatever film they used, 
just hit hit that button perfect. Yeah, and the way they lit our our main character uh, several times, I, they must have given her like the uh, drops to dilate your pupils. Because there are a few shots where her pupils are fucking huge. Yeah. And, oh, man, does she look fucking scary. I'm sure they used the old Belladonna because, you know, it's good and safe. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I forgot that we decided that they just killed that little girl. That's right. They're just fucking her up left and right. Drop her in the pool for a minute. Okay, we're good, good. We got the shot. Okay. (gasps) (laughs) Got the Belladonna. Yeah, put him in our eyes. Man. Stand around the edge of the cliff. We got to get this shot. Still didn't top John Landis, though. He killed two kids. Oh, yeah. Willfully. <laughs> All right. He didn't, like, execute them. He was just an unsafe piece of shit. Mm-hmm. They signed these special waivers so the kids can work after dark when it's especially safe. <laughs> and then he went on to make the stupids. <laughs> oh, Christ. The stupids. Yeah. With Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. Was it, I thought it was Meet the Stupids, wasn't it? Whatever. I mean. I don't know. I don't think it is. I think it's just the stupids. Okay. All right, we've been we've wasting time. Off again. Uh, before we close, should we mention where we're filming today? Oh, filming? Or what? Recording? Oh, yeah, we, uh, we're we in our brand new studio. Oh. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're officially recording in the suicide garage now. Mm-hmm. I love it. Couches, yeah. comfort, and suicide notes on the wall. Yeah, man, it's, it's cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, where else are we going to talk about spookies? Well, I can't think of any place else until it gets cold as fuck. I say, well, historically we just talked about spookies at my kitchen table, but mm-hmm. now we get to sit in the lap of luxury. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess if you want to call like thirty-year-old couches luxury, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they're well, comfortable <coughs> as fuck, and they're um. They are like extra squishy from like all the ass hours they've accumulated. Over I don't the even want to know what's been on this couch now that I thought about. Oh, it. I found a bee in one of them <laughs> yesterday. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you got this couch? 15. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sitting on this couch. There's 15-year-old. Can, can you imagine a UV light on this motherfucker right now? Oh, they sat in my mom's basement. I didn't move these. These are heavy motherfuckers. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. These are not pleasant to move. These have never... They've been in my mom's basement and here. I, I still think they would look like a crime scene if we put UV light on them. Oh, because of the blood. Yeah, blood. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, don't ask what those digging uh trenches were i wasn't mass graving of course not kayla what have you got to plug oh by the Uh, way we still have to plug receipt for that bucket lift we got to get back i i don't know i don't think i have anything no no place anyone can find you no shows that you've done on the network that you'd like to promote uh what like other guest appearances or i think you're the only person who's been on like every show on the network holy shit dick you could promote. Uh, all right, listen to this. Kayla's here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. James. Yeah. What have you got to plug? Not a motherfucking thing. Oh man, me either. Mm-mm. I was hoping somebody had something. Hey, you know, yeah. well, I drank some water. I'll plug that. Oh shit, you did drink some water. I drank an entire motherfucking glass. I think we're fucking done here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're so proud of you, James. Mm-hmm. I can tell when James really wants to just be done because I get that half cock smile. You motherfucker, stop talking. Push the goddamn stop button. All right, all right, man, I'm getting to it. Um, Aggressive. Should pantomimes. should we say goodbye? Goodbye, then, everyone. See ya. Goodbye. Ta. <laughs>